got at Disney. So um, you paid a premium price for this thing? It was $20. Same as any other puzzle. Uh, Quality-wise, it's not to, there. To, to me... It's not a $20 quality-wise oh, puzzle. Oh, really? It's no. a... It's a it's cheapo, it's yeah. Because I was going to say, that shows how much they respect puzzle makers. They'll upcharge everything, but puzzles are like, those freaks. We'll just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so lonely anyway. Um, you blew it! It's cheapo. Um, but I, I don't go under 1000 and if the if the puzzle is right, then I'll go over a thousand. If the puzzle's right, what what's a right puzzle for you? Because you've done a bunch of Mickey faces, you've done a bunch of Lego heads. That was another one I remember you doing. Uh-huh. You've done, yeah. What's with you in faces? I guess. Yeah, don't uh, don't ask me. Ask the puzzle makers. Uh, a well, lot you're of buying it. Well, they're the ones selling it. A lot of the uh, Where's Waldo puzzles are over a thousand pieces, <laughs> and that's double use. Exactly, <laughs> it provides a utility. Um, do you remember? Did you have the Where's Waldos in, at school? Yeah, of course. Do you remember the beach one? Uh huh. With the uh, kid who drops ice cream on the mm-hmm. lady's back, was yours uncensored? No, I'm I'm sure it wasn't. I don't. It does not stand out to me as being uncensored. Stands out so to I'm me. I'm sure it wasn't. One of the first times, if you ask me, like when was the first time you saw any naked ladies? <laughs> the, like, well, well where, there's a Where's Waldo, Waldo. <laughs> beach scene that was later censored out. It did. Well, I make, think that makes sense because it's it's European. Did you know that? I did not know that. Where's Waldo is European, and it was originally called his 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 real name is Wally. Where's Wally? That's so it's right. Where's Wally? And they were apparently. We know how sick they are over sick. there. Disgusting. Um. Yeah, uh, that that made me think of something else, but then I immediately forgot it. Nope. So you were at Disney. Yeah. You're a Disney head now? You're a Disney adult? Yeah. What What's the best no. ride that you went on? The best ride? Um, the Oh, the Avatar ride. The Avatar ride was cool, and it was... Um, and you've seen the first Avatar? Or? I haven't seen any of them. You haven't them. seen any Avatar? Nobody right. in my family has seen any of the Avatar movies, and we all walked out proud. of the Avatar ride blown away and it's 3d which i'd never i've never not oh yeah yeah yeah, just 3d it's not vr it's just 3d Mm. it's really cool is it a shooter while you go through or is it just an experience yeah you sit in a it's not a traditional you sit in almost like a bike pose and then you just get sh- shaken around a little bit. <laughs> and But, yeah, you're flying on one of the creatures, and you're flying through a bunch of different stuff. But it was cool. Um, other than that, you know, not, are, my, not my thing. I'm not a Disney guy. Are you going to watch the movie now? Um, Movies? Mm, Listen, you and your kids have seen worse. Nope. 
Sophia wanted to watch the movie as soon as the ride was over. Uh, I don't know if we ever will, though. It's three hours long. Neither of my daughters are going to sit through a three-hour movie. Says who? Says me. The guy who's watched Rock Dog with them. Yeah, I think you need to believe in your kids a little more. Um, I showed Indy the Treasure of the Sierra Madre the other day. And it's one of those things where you're like, so what'd you think? Oh, I loved it. Did you really? Yeah. And it's always that lingering in the back of my mind where I'm like, did I just subject my son to something that he didn't really enjoy and he put on a good face for his old man? Right. Did he really enjoy it? Although the other day he asked me if we could rewatch Seven Samurai. Mm. Although. Boring ass movie. (laughs) Says the guy who got me to watch Ran. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd never even heard of Rand before. And you were the one who was like, you have to see Rand. Yeah. The over three hours. Is it? It's been a long time. I haven't watched it since I originally watched it. So the other thing too, this was troubling. Right after he said, hey dad, we need to rewatch Seven Samurai. He goes, yeah, because it's, it's an older movie. They're not long. It's not long. I was like, <laughs> that's almost four hours. It's almost a four hour movie. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? So that made, like, from <laughs> the high highs to the low lows <laughs> of, like, oh, you want to watch Seven Samurai? Oh, he doesn't remember anything about yeah. Seven Samurai. He thinks it's a short little film. Right. Um. Okay. So, Disney, would you uh, recommend all people go no. experience Disney at least once? No. Um. At least once? No. It's expensive. I mean, listen, if you're a freak that's obsessed with Disney stuff, then go, Sounds go for like it. Sounds like somebody has the luxury of going to Disney. <laughs> yeah. He can call everyone a freak who gets to go. And if you enjoy, I mean, listen, if you enjoy going on rides, there's going to be better ride. There's better rides. There's better amusement parks with better rides. The only reason to go to Disney is if you like Disney stuff. And I think that's probably what we realized. Like, there's a lot of spectacle to it, and there's, like, a lot of buildup to it. At the end of the day, we're not really Disney people. Are the girls Disney people? or they- Not really. So, so you feel like if you, if you had, like, done, like, a week at, like, Busch Gardens, you maybe would have had this? Or, again, I know that the trip is part of it. Right. You know yeah, I mean... I mean we we did no character things at all. We literally just went on rides. So it's like the character aspect of it, of like, hey, go meet Mickey Mouse. Go meet the princesses. We didn't do any of that. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't even on our radar. It was just, let's go on a ride. You know, like, you I think our time would be better served going to, well... Again, it's about the rides and the girls. Disney is kind of pushing the excitement level of rides that they'll go on, Mm. you know? So anything like a real amusement park, like Cedars Point or something, would probably be too much. Yeah. No, I went to Cedars Point. Their their rides are gnarly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, You want to know what I was doing? All last week? What's Because it was also your spring break, right? No. 
It was not. Yeah, it wasn't? It was my son's spring break. Well, that's what I mean. You don't get spring break. You're an adult. I work at a school that has a spring break. Do you get that week off? Okay. I that's could. my point. No, you couldn't. Could. If you took if you took off, yeah. if you used your time to take off, that's not but a spring break. But I work break. at a place that has a spring break. You you could, in a normal conversation, be like, hey, Keith, when's your spring break? I'd be like, no, oh. You, no, you couldn't. Yeah, it's no, you in couldn't. Uh, Because that March. implies that you're off the entire week. That is the entire implication of spring break, not, is you're off for the week. You know I'm not a student. You know I work at a school. So so I, that's implied. why I wouldn't ask you when your spring break is, because you don't get a spring break. Anyway, you want to know what I was doing? Nope. Now I don't. Suck my white ass! <laughs> does he say ball at the end of that? Or is yes. that when he's yelling at the... <laughs> he does say ball right after that. <laughs> That's why it's cut off a little bit. <laughs> There's that, and then when he's screaming at the um, clown. At the right. Mm -hmm. um, what were you doing? Indy was off, right? Indy was off. He got sick. That's right. I heard about that. Mm -hmm. um, but I got back into trying to take pictures of people's bumper stickers. Okay. I don't know when, but I got the idea that, like, the drivers around here have really... Number one, this area is known for vanity plates. Mm -hmm. Number two, I guess linked to it, bumper stickers. Stickers yeah. all over. Mm -hmm. And I started being like, you know, I'm going to start noticing, taking a notice of people with some people's cars. Mm -hmm. I saw this one. I think I showed you. It was it, somebody had written on the back of their car in, like, that marker but like car marker or whatever they're like mm -hmm. the holy spirit is not a dove he's a serpent and this like whole manifesto about how the holy spirit is secretly satan i think okay wow uh, did i show you that picture no um there there's that i saw another one with like this huge assault rifle um like huge decal mm-hmm Oversized of an assault rifle. Yeah. And then the guy had a personalized, clearly like he had a professionally made picture of his dog. You stupid loser. And the assault rifle barrel was literally <laughs> at his dog's head. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I knew he'd, get, he'd never thought about it. Right, like, yeah. Assault rifle, my dog. Right. Um, I saw this one that I didn't take a picture of. But it stayed with me. This is like day three, and I can't get it out of my my head. Um, Hamburger. And I wish I took a picture. Uh -huh. Um, it had a like stencil, and the stencil was like some angels were made to be fallen. Right, but it was really old. It was kind of like almost rubbed out. Mm -hmm. Then there were about twelve. I would probably say twelve inch stickers. A fish. 12, 12 inch stickers? Yes. Or like foot long. And there's 12 of them. And they're all individual. Uh -huh. And they're facing different ways on the car. Uh -huh. Some are salmon, <laughs> like a catfish, uh -huh. all over. And then... It's the dredge car. An Ewok. Okay. In between two fish. Yeah. And I, I was behind it and I, I was looking at it like... 
good googly moogly. Yeah. What an odd, what yeah. an odd collection. And it was just f- fish. There wasn't like a name on the no fish. Name. Nothing. Huh. Salmon. Just big, detailed salmon. You stupid loser. And it stayed with me because I, I started thinking about what's the owner history of that car? That mm-hmm. can't be one owner. One owner did not go through all three phases of some angels are meant to be fallen. Oh, okay. I'm real into fish. So you think this car is past hands and the people who've gotten the car have not bothered to take the old stickers off. And just threw a bunch of fish stickers on it. I uh-huh. think this like... You're just an agent of chaos. Yeah, it was an older car. Uh-huh. You know, so it's like an older car probably like purchased some teenager got it and put the you know some angels are made to be fallen and you listen. think a teenager put that sticker on that sounds like an old lady sticker oh or you like think a, so to me that sounds like a on the on the uh on the end side of middle age uh white trashy woman sticker that's what it oh, sounds i was like thinking like panic at the disco some angels are meant to be fallen. You're thinking of like a pure emo sticker. Exactly. I was thinking huh. like a pure emo kid. Yeah. Um, and then. Like I could imagine that sticker being on a car and then having the like lady, the naked lady silhouette sticker. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. There's no silhouette. Like that, hmm. that was the only one from that era. Right. Now, if there were other like silhouettes, that could explain the fish stickers. Because the fish stickers were completely random. Right. They, there, was, there was no like established horizon line mm-hmm. where all the fish were under. It was just a wild assortment of fish all over. So I think then that kid sold it, and then an older person got it, and they were like, well, I don't want all these stickers. I'll just put fish. Mm-hmm. But they left that some angels were made to be fallen. Mm. All the fish were around that. Yeah. Do you have any stickers on your car? That no, was the other right? thing I want to talk about. No, I don't. You do. I do. You have a peace sign. <laughs> like a What would you describe <laughs> that as? You you called out the like the white trashy lady with the angel. So what it's about two fingers giving the peace sign? And, and then it's colored in and it's colored off. in as the American flag. <laughs> well, the fingers have torn off at this part, so it's just a fist basically. A closed fist that's the Why? American flag. I thought it? I wanted it to be a little confusing. Kind of like the other ones. Because so it's like you, it's an American flag. And at this point, you uh, you associate any American flag thing with a Trump, with a MAGA guy, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's the peace symbol. So that's confusing for people. That was my thought process. And you bought it from a store? Uh, I probably just got it from Amazon. I definitely ordered it online. I don't uh-huh. know where from though, and then I have a best show sticker. Right, that you've had for a, for a while. Yeah. Are you going to get another sticker? Um. Yeah. Once the. Once the uh, urge strikes me, I'll put something else on there. They're like tattoos. Like you get one, and then you start already planning the next sticker. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it happens. That's how you end up with 12 different fish stickers. Exactly. Or what happened um, to me happened to that person. 
I needed a charger cable. Uh-huh. Go on Amazon. On stuff like that, I always just go for what has the most ratings. For your phone? Yeah. Uh-huh. My other one just slowly stopped working, and I'd have to, like, twist it, like, twist the cord, yeah. and then plug it in. When do you give up on those chargers? Like, if you stick in your phone and it doesn't charge, are you immediately like, this one's dead? Or do you, like, try and make it right. work? I don't give up until I literally cannot get it to charge, no matter how I twist it or lay the phone down or, you know what I mean? I spend an hour in bed. Yeah. Tr- twisting this thing. Yeah. I should have taken a picture of it. Because at the end, it was also like a 10-foot cord. Mm-hmm. So at the end, it's just all a ball of me yeah. just like... I mean, Apple has to do something to those cables. They I suck. think software-wise. And it, the blocks suck. Well, the Apple cables are the only ones that I've never had stop working. Oh, like, really? They'll, I have. they'll fall apart. Like the rubber oh, and yeah, all that yeah, comes yeah. off. But like the cables I buy from Amazon will They'll just straight hazards. up stop working. Exactly. They'll look perfectly fine and it just will not work anymore. Anchor. Exactly. Anchor. Anchor. Yeah. And they get a, a million good reviews and everyone's like, Anchor's the best. Da, da, da. Every single Anchor cable I've ever bought has stopped working. Just straight up stopped working. Thank you for saying that. I've had the same experience. Yeah. Were, and this was one that was relegated to my room. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it never, li- it didn't Eventually, live a hard it life. It just stops working. It just stopped. I feel like it has to be, there has to be some kind of, I feel like there has to be a software explanation for it. I think Apple's doing something fucky with the software to mess that stuff up because they're, those anchor cables always stop working. And sometimes... They'll stop working for me. Um, I have the, I do the beta updates on my phone. Sometimes the beta updates will just brick any cable that's not an Apple cable. Mm. So they know when you're plugging one in and yeah. not. So they met, they mess with it somehow. They, they totally have the ability to do that. Even if they're not, you know, they have the ability. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, anchor cable just stopped. Wait, what the hell? You said something else that I wanted to comment on that completely left my brain. All right, I before, want pancakes. Before I finish the story, you know what happened to me the other day? Hmm. I went grocery shopping. Wait a minute. So, I, oh, your spring break thing is you started looking at license plates again. I don't okay. remember. So, grocery store. What I was talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. um, what were we talking about? Cables. Yeah, but how did we get on and cables? And bunker stick, bumper stickers. Oh, I, okay. I'll go back to that story. Or, Let me yeah. finish this. So okay. I ordered new cables. Um, <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> so I ordered new cables, but I don't do the anchor. I do the I do the next highest rated whatever. Because I'm done with anchor. Uh huh. And it comes in an envelope. I ordered two. Uh-huh. I pull one out, and it's a package of three. So I'm you like, order six, basically. Then there are three more in there. Yeah. And I was like, nowhere on the page does it say it's a pack of three. One is a pack of three. Nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were cheap. Mm-hmm. So I have six 
new cables, which if they brick after I got six, right. Just six cycle through them. Least. This is the other thing that, that, uh, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I think our entire economy, I think everything is just a scam and it's all just like money changing hands. And it's just like, you buy one cable, you get three, right? I ordered a pillow. Julia's been having sleeping issues, and she's always has issues with her pillow, right? So I do some research. Pillow, best pillow, da da da. And I come across this pillow um, that the New Yorker or New York Times or whatever recommends, and then I find like the generic version on Amazon, right? And it's just is a pillow that's filled with mem- shredded foam, <laughs> and you can pull the foam out, and it's adjustable, and blah blah right. blah, right? So. Go to Amazon, two two pillows for $50, right? So I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. It's got a cool side, and it's got a organic... Shitty-ass pillow, I bet. ...something yeah. side, right? Order it. The pillow comes in. Only one pillow, right? I paid for two pillows. I only get one pillow. So I go to Amazon customer service. I'm like, hey, <clears throat> here's my order. Da-da-da, came in, and I only got one pillow, like, okay, we'll we'll take care of you. We'll send another one out. So I was like, okay, great. And then they just sent me two more pillows. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to send the other one back. And they don't care. So now I have three pillows and they don't care. Yeah. It's like where you know what I mean? Where's this money going? Yeah. Who's, it's all who's just who's a racket. The the bottom line on this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like any factory where you just crank out the stuff. Where's this all going? I don't know, but we gotta crank it out. Yeah, and we'll we'll find a landfill for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my my tie-in with the fish stickers. Mm. Maybe the guy wanted to buy two, and he got twelve. And that's the other. That was something I wanted to talk about. Disney going back to Disney, and people want to talk about like how much the Disney fanatics and all this stuff. There's a new there's a new Tron ride opened up two weeks ago it opened like four days before we got there broken brand new nope brand new walk up it's this huge gigantic thing is really cool really cool experience the ride is nothing special but walking up to it you see this standing in the line all this music is playing this big like it's like an amphitheater almost you're walking into this great big lighted up sign tron the ride or something and then below it a plaque on the sign presented by enterprise rental cars it's like what everything is advertised now there's an enterprise plaque on your ride at disney Disney. it's so stupid you don't need the whatever five thousand dollars enterprise is giving you to put their plaque on the tron ride (laughs) you know what i mean it's crazy how much advertising is a part of like our culture i feel like right it's everything there was a post on reddit the other day uh, this was a, actually a long time ago, and it's always stuck in my brain for some reason. S- somebody was like, here's my high school ID, right? It's got their high school ID on the front, and on the back is an advertisement for some, like, insurance company. It's like, what? You, can we not advertise on every square inch available? It's crazy. Yeah, they, you know, you pay in the in the marketing so that you can get three pillows. I guess so. There's enough coming in from advertising that they're like, yeah, give the guy two more pillow. Who gives it? It's just a hellscape. You know what I mean? It's like you can't even you, look. You can't even, look. 
like I said, I don't give a rip about Disney, but you can't even go into Disney and like be be taken away by the experience or whatever. And then you turn the corners an enterprise sign right in your face. You know what I mean? I'm going on the Tron ride. I don't care about car insurance. I'm riding on like some light motorcycles. Enterprise is an insurance, is it? Rental car, whatever it is. It's tangentially deals with insurance, okay? So I went grocery shopping the other day. Mm -hmm. I put my groceries in the trunk. I sit down in the car and I'm looking everywhere. For my keys. Uh-huh. Impossible to I cannot find them. I'm sitting there. I'm leaning back in my chair, like closing my eyes, like visualizing where I went, where could they be? And I can't like find I don't know that I'm like moving around a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm just sitting there. All of a sudden this guy comes up and he like knocks on the the door is open, but he like knocks on it a little bit. I'm like startled. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like, are you looking for your keys? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, they're in your trunk. <laughs> like, I popped yeah. it open uh-huh. and then left. And I was like, oh, thanks. But then I was like, what did he see? Like, what did he notice? Uh-huh. Cause I thought he I just was noticed you there. sitting in the car but and for, a pair uh, of keys in your trunk. I don't know. Is he the weird one? It made me think he's the problem. No, he's not the problem. I guarantee you he saw your keys first and then looked in the car and saw you saw just sitting there. <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy. <laughs> what if I really was like crying loudly in my mind? I think I'm just sitting there quietly trying to retrace my steps and really I'm like wailing and moaning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like sometimes I can't I can't live things down and then other times I can just kind of like move move on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was one of those where I was like, yep, thanks, buddy. Um and then project on him and be like, you know what? Maybe he's the weird one. You're the problem. You yeah. blew it. <laughs> uh so yeah, that was my that was my week. Um I also started the new Cormac McCarthy book. Yeah. The one that made that one reviewer want to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that, that complained that basically he's too, uh, he, he doesn't have enough figured out to, to write a book. Yeah. You, you got to know something about life. You got to make life feel like a positive, um, you know, birthday, like every book needs to end like a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fantastic. He also doesn't write with a lot of punctuation. We, we've talked about that. Right. And there is an element of like catch up when you're reading his books where you're kind of like, wait, who's talking? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, especially... I would imagine an audiobook form. I'm not doing audiobook. Oh, you're actually reading it. Yeah. There there's certain um authors that they go straight to the physical reading experience. I don't Oh, okay. He's one of them. I'm trying to find that um 
the dev the the Holy Spirit is a not a not a dove. Mm. Um I swear I had it right here. But anyway. So yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about Dredge. Well Did you watch Beef? No. Okay. Julia watched it. Um and then she we we watched Succession. We started Succession. Wait, which season? We started Succession from the beginning, from the actual beginning. We watched the first two episodes <clears throat> before we went on vacation. And then we get back, and Julia's sick. And she, so I, I'm I'm staying out here because I don't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's in the bedroom a couple days ago. And she's like, hey, I can't get succession to work on the laptop. Can you help me? It's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're not watching it anymore. I guess we're not watching it together anymore. So, so, she's, <laughs> so she's just watching it now. And I'm, I mean, I, I was not, you know, maybe it was the fact that I sent her the American Harmony trailer. And I was like, hey, we need to watch this. <laughs> she's um, like, we are not she's the like, same. She, yeah, she's like, okay, he's not getting back into succession, which, yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pushed it, but it definitely, I had problems with it starting off, mm-hmm. but they quickly, I quickly moved on from them, and uh, I think this last season of, of, I think succession has its issues, uh-huh. and I think that it, it definitely. Last season, especially, started to kind of flirt with being a parody of itself and maybe was a little self-satisfied with what it was doing. Yeah. But again, it's like a tonic for shows to be like, this is our last season. And this last season, I think, has been really strong. Yeah. Really enjoying it. One thing that bothered me about it, and I think this is an Adam McKay thing, and succession has only been out for a couple years, right? It uses the office style of filming, except instead of like doing the quick zoom in on a joke or something, it's like a serious, I don't know. It just, I hate the way it's filmed. Okay. I hate this constant zooming in and out and like, let me make this just a little bit more dramatic by zooming in, except it happens like 500 times an episode. It's so annoying. And it feels like um, directorial weakness almost. Mm. You know what I mean? It feels like We it's, can't trust the material. We got to spice it up. Right, exactly. Get that zoom. That really bothered me. Pan over there. And I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't love uh, Kieran Culkin. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely is a specific flavor on mm-hmm. it. I really like what they do with his character. Tom Wamsgams, um, Matthew McFadden, Fadian Wait. from Prime Prejudice. Okay, he's Shiv's husband. And Tom Wamsgams is his real name, or that's the character's that's the name? character's name? Okay, Tom. Okay, there there is that. I think, and, and they got away from this, but I think one of the strongest scenes 
of any television show is the scene where they're doing the softball game. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And they're like, hey, kid, yeah. we'll hit this ball and we'll give you a million dollars. And then he like doesn't do that. See ya. Right. Sorry. And I was like, like that's that stuck with me. Yeah. Um, but didn't um, Brian Cox, he did a little something that made you get the feeling of like, like the kids are all oblivious, but he had a, a at least it felt like a, a moment of recognition in that, you know, well, he, he came from nothing. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's, that's like, I built this. Yeah. And part of the reason why he can't let it go and why he won't turn it over to his kids is because it's all, it's all he has, yeah. you know, and he's ruthless in creating it. But at this level, it's, he might have a moment of recognition of like, oh, they don't have anything either. But he also is not the one who's going to be like, yeah, make sure they get 100000 He's just right. going to have a moment, get on the helicopter and fly away and be like, mm, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's got some great moments. Like, I, I almost feel like once you have a sense of the characters, it might be a show that's good just to be like, top five episodes of Succession when it's all over and be like, just watch those five. Mm-hmm. Because the highs of Succession are really good it's it's it can get real good mm-hmm. um barry oh yeah is back mm-hmm. um are oh, you oh wait a minute it's our it's on already mm-hmm. okay so there's been one episode they released two okay so starting out of the gate on sunday um with two barry apps and I know you were a little cooler on the show. Yeah. It's, I, I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, the last season was just so despairing. You know what I mean? It wasn't even, it was just felt just hopeless. Well. And I'm right. I'm sure this season is more yeah. of the same. And it's it didn't make me I didn't dislike it. It just made it like part of that too, which again we've talked about it many times. By the time we came to Barry, it was all out, so we just binged everything. You bi- yeah, that's a tough show to binge. Yeah, so that sure. that is only going to compound how how uh dark it feels yeah to me the the humor of it is always there and it's always present and like there's a scene in episode one that made me laugh out loud and rewind it and granted it's one little moment but it's so funny and funnier than like some whole comedy shows you Mm -hmm. know what i mean uh it just to me, I don't know. It has such a good handle on its tone. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to maybe at least check in on it. Yeah. <laughs> almost. You almost <laughs> clocked yourself in your... You know, yeah. so go, go on. I have a story about that, though. Well, Julia loves it, so we're d- we'll definitely watch it. I was sitting on the couch today, and I went like this to get up, and uh-huh. my finger went forward and snagged my nostril and my nail sliced your my, nails are too long my my, my nostril. no it didn't like cut it but this it scratched some, it it hurt your and i usually keep my nails short how okay? short 
I, the way that you asked that, I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll refuse to answer because you're going to say to the quick. You're I so, cut it as short as that's possible. So no, you can't even say that. That gives my makes my fingers. Why? Thin. Because you go down where it like hurts. No, it doesn't. Because you do it enough times, you're going to say it doesn't hurt. It's it like it's like building something. up calluses. Yeah. Right, and then. It doesn't hurt anymore. So then I just get short nails no. and I, because cutting your nails is one of the worst things you have to do as a human. You're going to be an old it's man. It's so tedious. The fleshy part of your fingers are going to like protrude up and your nails going to like grow into your fleshy. But they don't. Fleshy. They will when you get older. Why? Because you're going to get old and gross and saggy. No, because I have skinny fingers. Yeah, we'll see about that. So I'm going to have like skeleton fingers when I get older. Ugh. Yeah, with nails growing through the No, they're not fronts. because I, I, I cut them short. Don't you hate cutting your nails, though? Yeah, it's like one but... of the stupidest things that you have to do as an adult. It's so annoying. I don't know. It drives me crazy. Apparently. I mean, I, I don't like it, but the way you're talking about it makes me feel like your method is not good then. What do you mean? No, my method is perfect. If your method... How often do you have to cut your nails? If your method is born out of this much like uh frustration you use the nail clipper right yeah what else would i, I use? use like I, they're a called knife? like cuticle scissors Stop i think it. like uh, the yeah. the little plier things almost that's what i use because you can get super close Here's and very uh, precise how often do you have to cut your nails like every two weeks minimum i don't believe you uh, did you see well, yeah, every other day? <laughs> what are you expecting? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Five days? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, did you see, I, I don't know how this hasn't come up before. Maybe it was a secret to everybody. There's going to be a new season of True Detective. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah. And it looks Jody like, Foster. um, Nick Pizzolatto not He's involved. Out. He's out. Yeah. He's an executive producer, but he's, I think he has he, to be. right. Exactly. Yeah. So have you heard anything else about it besides the trailer? I've I only heard that it feels like a true sequel to season 1. So it feels like people creatives liked the show and then had an idea for actually where to take it mm -hmm. where they that they didn't go. It de you watched the trailer? Yeah. It definitely feels more supernatural. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, because it has in in the trailer it has a, some of the has the symbol thing or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The swirl and just some of the stuff. Right. I'm I was excited when I heard about it. I think the trailer looks really good. Yes, I agree. Um, When's it coming? June. It, they just said this year. Mm -hmm. It said 2023. Um, yeah, it made me want to uh, go back and rewatch the, uh, first season. Yeah. Um, n I would never do this, but you know, after Indy watched last of us, I was like, I wonder what other shows he could watch or like be interested in. Mm -hmm. I think the last of us has a very specific appeal to kids like Indy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's directly through Ellie. Like Ellie's character, I think, 
helps the rougher stuff mm-hmm. kind of go go down. But I was like, True Detective just popped in my head. I was like, The Wire, no. True Detective, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the second season, I wonder, I wonder if it's going to feel standalone. I wonder how dark of it's the Last of Us. No, 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 no. The the next season, of True Detective. Oh. Like, I wonder if it's going to feel like independent of season one, or if yeah, I'm sure it would have to. I'm sure watch. it will. Um, you know what's crazy is it's been six years since the last season of True Detective. You know it's crazy, and we've talked about every season on the podcast. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's also crazy that Deadliest Catch is still on. A commercial came up on the Isn't, um, game. It's a reality show, though, right? Those yeah, things are the, on forever. I didn't think they were still running that show. Yeah, but all the fish are dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing left to catch. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're. Uh, maybe they're. Uh, Exploring at the depths of the mind, right? <laughs> the deadliest catch, man. <laughs> it's just another true crime. Yeah. Um. Wake up! I also watched the Boston Marathon. Oh right, documentary mm-hmm. American on Netflix. Something. <laughs> I had it, and then I immediately yeah. thought Hustler, which is a movie, right? Yeah. American Hustle. American Hustle. Yeah. American... Um, Something. Manhunt? Manhunt, yeah. Something like that. Um, But our friend watched that, and I, I saw it. It's one of those things that I was like, yeah, maybe when I'm on my bike, um, I'll give it a watch. Mm-hmm. And our friend mentioned that it makes the cops look really dumb. Right. And... Not that wasn't necessarily my my takeaway, although it does. My takeaway was how cheap there are some people on that documentary. They want the main takeaway. I don't think the filmmakers. I think the filmmaking is pretty good. Like they bring in an imam straight from the first episode and really forward this idea of we're not just going to cover the actual events we're going to talk about the context of things which i think is helpful Mm -hmm. but um some of the people interviewed clearly their takeaway of this is just the end of this was such a patriotic moment it just brought everyone together brought the best in people Mm -hmm. and that was like their their big takeaway you know somebody one of the interviewees gets emotional talking about all the people who came out to like cheer on the final arrest when they're bringing in, um, you know, the, 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 the final suspect. And it just, for me shows like what a, what a cheap feeling that is. Mm-hmm. That type of patriotism is such a easy, like, um, emotion to play up Mm -hmm. and in this situation in two events the cops shot over 300 rounds yeah and in one specific shootout they shot over 200 rounds at two people (laughs) one of them got up after being shot a few times and just walked towards (laughs) 
the police like a Terminator. Yeah. And then the other one jumped in a car, ran over his brother, and sped away. And then disappeared for 18 hours. Right. They couldn't find him. And they found him in a boat, right? And they shot over 100 rounds into the boat, including the house behind the boat. Yeah. And they almost hit a baby. And then they they talked to, like, police commissioner or whatever. He's like, "Uh, you know, we just took the lesson that uh, with all these people, with all these police, you just need a centralized, you know, uniform hierarchy uh, that will kind of keep them in line. That's the takeaway we we, we got from that. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, a baby was inches away from getting shot by one of the cops. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, oh, God bless him. That patriotic feel, though, when you bring in... Uh, a suspect and don't question anything about it. Yeah. When you don't ask, wait, how did we, how did they get him? Why was there a enormous shootout where houses got shot up? Like, let's not look at any of that. Let's just feel like we're all together in this, you know? Yeah. Um, just a, Fuck the police. yeah, just a, a joke, like a, a joke on the surface that people just, don't get you know what i mean clearly did you also hear the um the controversy surrounding beef no uh, yeah i almost I, I i shouldn't bring it up on air cuz you don't know about it and i, I who knows what i'm going to say about it <laughs> but you don't want it to be on the podcast <laughs> well i don't know i here here's the thing one of the actors a, a clip of him on an old podcast came out where he talks about basically sexually assaulting a masseuse. This is the guy from front in beef. Uh, one of the but the guy is it Stephen? No, it's David Cho. Okay, he is an artist. Uh huh. And he's he's popped up on some stuff. Julia might might know him. He's popped up on some like cooking. Oh, the chef. Yeah, like artists. He's got a million cooking shows. David Cho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. And he has this horrific story. I didn't go back to listen to it, but uh-huh. apparently he's getting a massage. He got turned on, and he got the masseuse to get in on it, uh-huh. you know, and kind of forced forced her a little bit. Yeah. But uh, And everyone's laughing about it. He came out after, and he said it's it was just like a parody it was for the podcast. Uh-huh. It's just a story that they say it's not true. Uh-huh. You know? And then people are saying like, yeah, this guy is not a good guy. No one's talking about it. All mm-hmm. the other actors who are friends with him are just like going silent on their social media accounts and just not touching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people are getting all worked up about it. Yeah. So that that that's the controversy. And ultimately my, yeah, my takeaway is if, and we should be about changing the fundamental systems of abuse and sexual abuse in media. Mm-hmm. I think media bears a large, you know, kind of brunt of that, that I wish, I think that these things need to be discussed, right? Mm-hmm. And David Cho apparently is, people are posting that podcast and he's taking it down on a copyright claim. Like he's trying to, just taking the podcast up. episode down. Yeah, uh-huh. like he's challenging people who post it yeah. as a copyright violation. That's how he's trying to silence it. Uh-huh. Ultimately, I think that the conversation should be had. I think that that people should openly address and feel like 
if you're going to put somebody like that in your show, then you need to be willing to have an open conversation about it. Yeah. So I'm not worried. I'm just saying that like without you knowing about it, like, yeah, it's just a, you know, I, I wouldn't want you to just like tweet about it and be like, oh yeah, here's my take. You know? Yeah. Well, well what's so interesting about that is like, if that's the case, if, if your thing, if your, your explanation of it is true, it was just a joke or whatever, then why are you trying to get all take have all these exactly. other uh, reposts taken down? Also, the thing about it too is like I understand some of this is not possible because of the way the culture works now. Um, but it's like you know, just apologize, or, or, or you kind of have to you know. Explain yourself, apologize, and sort of let your reputation speak for itself. You know what I mean? If it's like this is the thing that comes out, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Yeah, this guy's actually a big piece of shit," then yeah, you're probably in trouble. You're probably not a great person. You know what yeah. I mean? But if it is an anomaly, and if it is like, "Yeah, oh, I've I've learned and I've grown, and this is disgusting," da 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 da, and people are backing you up on that, then fine. I have no issues with that. What's so interesting about that is I'm going back and re-listening to all the um, Champs episodes. Mm -hmm. Whenever I just have, I don't feel like listening to one of my podcasts or I just whatever, need something to listen to, I'll listen to an old episode of the Champs. And I'm working through it chronologically. And in doing so, I've heard them reference, sometimes they'll reference, oh yeah, we interviewed this person earlier. You know what I mean? And... They've done that twice, and for some reason, these two episodes are not in the podcast feed anymore. So one of them is Eric Andre, and one of them is Hannibal Burris, the second Hannibal Burris. Um, the second Hannibal Burris episode, I listen, I've gone back and found both of them and listened to both of them. The second Hannibal Burris episode, I have no idea why that was taken down. There's absolutely nothing in it whatsoever. <laughs> the Eric Andre episode is from 2011 and it's from like right before the Eric Andre show came out. And the first 45 minutes are Eric Andre and Neil Brennan talking about all of the different masseuse parlors they go to that give happy endings. Mm. That is the entire first 45 minutes and they're joking around about it. And it's, um, Moshe for does bring up sort of the exploitation aspect of it and they kind of hand wave it and explain it to where they feel comfortable, I guess, and joke about it and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, oh, that's really, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm sure if, you know, if that comes out now, you know, who knows what Neil Brennan's whole thing is kind of, he's an asshole. Right. Mm -hmm. So who knows what would people would say about it, but it's just interesting going back and hearing that stuff. Um, and hearing like how they joke around 12 years ago or whatever. It yeah. Was, you know, it's just crazy. Well, it feels like things have changed fast. Yeah. Indy asked me actually the other day, cause he was asking me about JK Rowling and, um, you know, like supporting mm. the art versus the artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was asking me like, yeah, dad, what, what, what do you think? And, and we got into a little conversation, but I mean, like, you know, the, the same issues like beef. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about 
I, I've seen his cooking shows mm-hmm. sometimes, and I never really liked his personality. Yeah. You know, I thought mm-hmm. he did decent on beef. Um, but I think the show, like, the, the, the show profoundly moved me. Like, I really had a moment or a few moments with beef. Mm-hmm. And I ended up loving it. And then at the end, there's this whole controversy thing, you know? And then you're left as the consumer with the question of, oh, well, how, how do I process this? Right. What's, Am I allowed to like this thing anymore? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and how do I, but, but not even like, like it's, it, it, it's always a question of how do I process it? Like yeah. what, what are the things that I need to be aware of and investigate and listen to what's the thought process I need to go through mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm coming out in a place where it's like, yeah, I thought about it or now I can articulate it to my son. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it's something where I ended up, I don't know if this is a cop out, but it's, it's truly why I believe I'm like, I think number one, it's situational, you know? And weirdly like it's, it, 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 and I think it should be defined by our by our culture. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think I think the culture that you live in should influence the the values, and you should be aware of those and and sensitive to like what culture am I finding myself in, and then let me understand how I fit in those expectations and those rules. Mm-hmm. You know, but a good example was like I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what you think about this. If you had somebody who was accused of like sexual assault clear line of like we need to really think through their art and how we engage in their art correct mm-hmm. you'd agree with that uh yeah r, r-, r- kelly let's use mm-hmm. right r kelly where on like that there's definitely a time where it's like i don't feel comfortable listening to well r kelly music, right. i think part know? of it too is is like what is the correlation between the crime and their art like in the example of r kelly his art is sexually explicit songs and his crime is sexual assault that's it that's so really it's like point. there's a one-to-one crossover there where it's like yeah i definitely can't listen to this guy anymore because while he's singing these songs about sex he's literally abusing people sexually yeah. Now, on another uh, example, is like Phil Spector. Right. It's like he murdered. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough of that Spector sound. Baby. Yeah. I gotta right. go back to those sixties and just like luxuriate in all yeah. that he did. You know. Yeah. Where it's like murder is like, damn man. Yeah. All right, let's fire up that movie. <laughs> like. Yeah. Let's, let's listen to those songs. But like sexual assault, which I think is also more representative of like a cultural emphasis. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Which I think is like, again, a good thing. I think you 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 don't discount a reckoning because all reckonings are not happening. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like me too. You don't then say, well, well I don't see them doing that about, uh, you know, murderers. Yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, because this is what we are accounting for now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I was like, so I, I used that to India. I was like, yeah, you know, how many artists have murdered somebody that you, that you know about? And then how do we feel about that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
it's like some of that stuff you just don't I don't know. I, I know someone killed somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you allow the culture to bring these to you. You don't have to go through and dig through everybody's past, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, I like that song. Now let me find everybody's name. Let me find all their histories. Let me look through their social, right? Right. Like, in, in some ways, it's okay when the culture elevates J.K. Rowling to be like, let me see what this is about now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I... I for me to turn a blind eye means that I'm now like not I'm I, I may be trying to not deal with it because I like Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like it's such a cultural thing that's like, yeah, you you have to wrestle with that one. Yeah. Does I that mean that make sense? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so individual and I don't Well, that's the second thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's so like feelings based. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a hard rule for like once somebody crosses this line morally you're not allowed to consume or engage with their art anymore you know Uh, for me that line is is pretty uh shallow like for the most part as soon as i hear something you know kind of gross about somebody i have for the most part have no issue just being okay i'm just not going to listen to that person anymore i'm not going to watch that person's movies anymore i don't really ever i don't really have a a a deep affinity with any um artist that i listen to or whatever the one exception to that would be kanye right years and years and years of defending Kanye and not even defending Kanye, but sort of at least to myself being uh, generous, I guess with his actions. And there's a part of me that really relates to it, uh, to the way he behaves and like the mental illness side of it and blah, blah, blah. But it just got to a point in the, this past year or six months or whatever, in the in the latest breakdown, where it's like, I just can't do it anymore. And it, it just got to a point where it's like, I'm listening to this song, I'm listening to a Kanye song, and I'm no longer enjoying it because mm. I, can, I just can't. There's, it's too, there's too much baggage with it, you know? Um, but I'm not... So I no longer have any of Kanye's music in my Apple Music. Right, strong stand. Right, right. <laughs> How brave of me! I still listen to songs produced by Kanye, right, where he's made the beat or whatever. Let's not get crazy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it's a fuzzy line no, for everybody, you know. Yeah, it, it it absolutely is. I think that ultimately that's the thing. But in trying to articulate my process to my son, it forced me to try and like put some rules down so I could articulate it to him. Mm-hmm. Well, also not, not really believing that you, that you can fully build that worldview out. You know what I mean? Like I can't turn this into like a printable flyer, but also I'm reading, we're reading Huck Finn now, the adventures of of Huck Finn, a lot more N words in Huck Finn than there was in Tom Sawyer, you know, and I'm not reading those, um, and feeling very comfortable and just throwing in a new word and yeah. not not dealing with it right so like you know there there are I, I also don't think that you should print um a, a censored version of books i think yeah 
that the sure. reader can censor it themselves. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And and sometimes by censoring, you're you're giving more power to that thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It becomes more powerful in the imagination than like, oh, there's the word. You see it, son? I'm not reading it. Let's move on, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but... But yeah, so so for me, I'm like when the when the culture brings up a a figure, then I feel responsible to look into it. Mm-hmm. So like J.K. Rowling, I'll look up. Well, what has she said about trans people? You know, Dave Chappelle, what has he said about trans people? Mm-hmm. Um, any other comedian, what have they said about trans people? Basically, um, and then try to figure out. Okay, how do I feel about that person? But that's where I think it, it is personal. You know mm. what I mean? But to me, it's like the conversation seems to be the point, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're David Cho or whatever, the, the answer is, yeah, apologize, but also, like, foster the conversation. Right, like, exactly. You know what I mean? You shouldn't like, be trying to squash this. If, if you feel like you've changed and learned, then you wouldn't be trying to squash the conversation. You would be engaging in it and being like, yeah, this was the mistake I made, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's an element, too, like I said, where the only time where I feel like there's a definitive sort of line of you just can't do it anymore is when there is a one-to-one mm-hmm. on the act and the art. Like, I, like I don't... I'm, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for whatever. I do not understand how somebody could still listen to R. Kelly's music. Yeah. Just practically speaking, it's the, that connection is so gross. I don't understand how you could um, watch Louis C.K. make masturbation jokes. You know what I mean? Like, that's just gross to me at this point. It's You can't do it. Um, who's the death metal band where they actually killed somebody and they sang a song about them. <laughs> yeah i don't about know actually murder the, the murder uh-huh. <laughs> right <laughs> like there's that too yeah geez i can't listen to this murder ballad anymore <laughs> he actually killed somebody yeah. well that that's also true in like who was the early country singer who was thought to have shot someone uh, I don't know. I mean, there's always a bunch of rumors around Johnny Cash. Right. Not rumors, but like, I guess he his was more of like credibility stuff. Yeah. Because he never actually went to prison and he was always singing about it, but then he did go to prison, but it was for like uh, prescription pills or something. <laughs> hey, boys. Yeah, I'm there's in. a couple of the old guys like Merle Haggard or Waylon Jennings, one of those guys who yeah i know what you're talking about yeah there's some like rumor yeah where they're like oh yeah he killed he actually killed the guy um but yeah man i I, you know the the other thing too like um i told indy about wagner who was beloved by hitler he died before world war ii but he was he like you got to be some special kind of anti-Semite to die before World War II and then still get linked to the Nazis. <laughs> right. You weren't even alive for the Nazis and you you are now synonymous with Right, them. yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, and, and that's like Ride of the Valkyries. Like I played, and he's mm-hmm. like, what did he do? I played Ride of the Valkyries. He's like, shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Hitler loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, prancing around it on amphetamines yeah. <laughs> to ride of the Valkyries. Um, yeah, or freaking Harlan Crow, right? 
collecting all the Nazi memorabilia. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. all the right wingers are trying to be like, uh, he just wants to. No, you it's know, completely normal. Re- <laughs> remember. Wait, what's the line again? You can almost hear them like working, like trying to work out the line in their head as they're saying it because yeah. it makes no sense. Right. Like, you have to have, you have to collect it to know what you hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's always just a purely like historical argument. Although Chapo had an interesting take on that. I can't remember. He apparently he's got a ton of just weird stuff at his house, mm-hmm. like the Nazi stuff, obviously, but just like completely out of left field paintings he's got some sort of like dedicated room to something i can't remember he has the costanza painting from seinfeld yeah the original (laughs) um no he knows like yeah their 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 take is like he is the uh, he's the opposite of an ideologue Mm -hmm. he has no ideology right he has money and it's his way of showing ownership over whatever cultural artifact mm-hmm. that people purport value on. He goes, oh, I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, they, they're talking about some mask mm-hmm. linked to whatever, buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they want, you know, like, yeah, his, his collection is just a dominance of culture, yeah. you know, of the world. But he, he has no thoughts mm-hmm. going on in his brain. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's correct. Also, uh, I've been watching rewatching Seinfeld with Indy, mm-hmm. and Seinfeld was a a comfort show for me growing up. Mm-hmm. Something that I loved watching, and man, it feels like such a a time warp. Yeah, where they don't have cell phones, mm-hmm. they don't have social media. And there are scenes where, like, four friends are in a apartment together, and like one's reading a newspaper, <laughs> the other is um, like talking about what movie they're going to rent. They, he wants to rewatch Home Alone, <sighs> and the other one is just telling a story about their dinner the night before. You know what I mean? It's like that's that was your entertainment. Right. Like, are we going to see a movie later? Yeah. I guess. And then you just sat, you just sat there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I keep looking at Indy, like pointing at the screen, like, do you see what it used to be? Mm-hmm. Are you watching this? Is this connecting with you? Can you believe that there was a time where it's like four people would literally just sit in a room yeah. together? Now it's just endless entertainment. Endless entertainment. You're never not distracted. Brings me to my next thing. Uh-huh. I I think I texted you something about this. I don't have this fully formed out, so I'm just going to say this and we can move on. Okay. But I feel overwhelmed at the amount of content. And even as people complain about the content that's being created, mm-hmm. how kind of mindless it is and stuff like that, there still has never been a time where there's more quality content. I mean, right now, Perry Mason on HBO, which I, I've been watching and enjoying, Succession, Barry, right? Mm-hmm. That's all just HBO. And then there's a new show coming out from Damon Lindelof on AMC Plus, I think. Mm-hmm. There's God, what, what just finished? Swarm just mm-hmm. finished. Like you can't keep up with it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And still, like I look around and the stuff that like dominates culture is like Roblox, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> And I, I, 
I just don't understand other than the fact that like there is no inherent value in even valuable things. Like obviously it's all subjective, right? Mm -hmm. A movie that means a lot to me could mean nothing to someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's perfectly okay. But it just makes me feel like all this content has just propelled this idea of like, yeah, there's no answers out there. So just go back and watch Roblox. Because mm-hmm. that's that's at least easier, you know, than like actually putting forth effort to watch something that is or engage with something that's like work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if it's good, like like what what's the value of good anymore? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just fun to be dumb, though. Yeah, that, that, but but that's what I'm saying. That's human nature, though. I think it's fun to be dumb. Mm-hmm. I want to be dumb. I want to like just like have mindless whatever experiences. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that that would make me depressed. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to the Roblox stuff, I th- they think there's two different things. With Roblox, I also do not understand Roblox. And I've tried so hard to get the girls to play different games. And the thought to myself is always, man, if I had this stuff when I was a kid, I would have been in heaven. But I think You fixed your email alert. Yeah. That's good. Well, but now something else isn't working. Anyways, so... But I think there's just a core concept of Roblox where it's like it's not necessarily the game. It's that you're playing with friends and it's kind of that distilled. You know what I mean? That you don't have all this other mechanic. You're literally just in a space and you're just running around and joking with your friends and that's it. Um, I can't remember what my other point was going to be. But that was... That's the main one. That's the main one. It's oh, free. also, it, it's free. But also, when I was a kid, and again, this is going to be different for different people. When I was a kid, and this is still something, and I, I guess not even when I was a kid, this is still something I struggle with. I approach, I take almost everything at face value. And I'm almost never looking or able to like see in the moment deeper aspects of things, you know, like, and, and this is kind of what I mentioned in our texts. And when I was a kid, Metal Gear Solid 2, right? The um, besties just talked about Metal Gear Solid 2 a couple, a couple yeah. weeks ago. I've beaten Metal Gear Solid 2 you like never. seven times. I've played through it start to finish so many times. I don't know why. After Besties talked about it, I went back and watched a playthrough of it on YouTube. Eight hours long. I just broke it up over a couple weeks, right? No idea why I played that game so much, but I did. And there's so many concepts in that game that I was not aware of at all. Um... But going back to it, so listening to the besties talk about, they talked about one of the characters whose name is Peter Stillman. He plays like a bomb defusal. He's a bomb defusal guy in the game. His name's Peter Stillman. And they said that name. I was like, Peter Stillman is from 
the New York trilogy. That is a guy from the New York trilogy. And so I went and looked up, and I had a vague memory of that connection from a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, and so I went and looked it up, and apparently Kojima wanted to name like almost every character in the game from, from the New York from the New York trilogy, and he all he got was Peter Stillman. But <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it, this: I'm making this connection. I, I'm at 40 years old between a book that like changed my life 10 years ago mm-hmm. or however long it was, and a game that I played endlessly when I was 12 or whenever, when that came out, you know? Um, but I never would have sort of made those connections on my own. And I never, I wasn't looking for that when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I just wanted to play a game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting how that stuff, you know, maybe they're not picking up, you don't, you're not picking up on it in the moment, mm-hmm. you know? But 20 years later, it's like, yeah, all of this stuff sort of, has created this foundation that I just was never aware of. Yeah. It makes you wonder like how, how do people get to that? Because I try to not force stuff on my son and he's much more developed and aware of the world than I was at his age, you know? Yeah. But like there definitely is not this interest in like, let me dig into the underlying meaning of things, Yeah, you know? And then when I read like Cormac McCarthy, one of the points of this whole book, these two books that he's written is like to explore theoretical physics. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to do. I'm reading it or like Ant Kind by Charlie Kaufman. Like Mm -hmm. I read those books. I'm like, this is like blowing my mind. Yeah. You know, like I can't even process everything that's happening. I know it's important though. Like I can, I can mm-hmm. see that they, they're talking about some real stuff here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm too dumb for it. Mm-hmm. And then I think about life and I'm like, it's too brief. You spend your young years just being dumb. <laughs> right. You try to be smart in your twenties. You work so hard at it yeah. that you completely overshoot the mark. Then you get to 40 and you're open to being like, yeah, I don't know what anything means. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. And you start reading stuff and you're like, this is, this is incredible. Yeah. Like how, how are you aware of this stuff? You know what I mean? But maybe like Cormac McCarthy's like in his eighties. Right. I think. <laughs> and he like, apparently going back even a few years, cause he, he hasn't given like interviews and stuff. Apparently even like a few years ago, a report came out where someone was like, at an event where Cormac McCarthy was Mm -hmm. and they just watched him all night long, literally like reject people, other writers (laughs) who would come up and talk to him, just Uh like not, not be interested or just be short with them, but beeline for physicists and mathematicians Mm -hmm. where all he wanted to do was talk to physicists and mathematicians. Mm -hmm. It makes me think like, yeah, maybe he was 60 and he realized like, Oh, if I'm going to know anything about this world, I guess it's in the area of physics and mathematics. Right. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's just the natural like arc of people, but I wish it could have been earlier because there's so much good stuff. Like you've been recommending a lot of stuff, like Thomas Ligotti, you know, I've. (sighs) Cormac McCarthy did an interview with Oprah, just FYI. That's was. When? uh, From 2014. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah. That, that, um, 
just as a brief side, just as a brief tangent to the Thomas Ligotti stuff, I have hit my first roadblock in that book. And it's and it's the Shakespeare Edgar Allan Poe horror story. Something about the masquerade. Sword yeah, sword and glasses. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know what it is. My brain just turns Rejects off. Rejects it. Just, it turns everything into gibberish as it comes into my head, and I just cannot understand it. I listened to the whole thing. I made it a point to listen to the whole and thing, like, oh, and God. I have no idea what it was about, and then I just went and read the Wikipedia. All the chapters are really well like uh, named. And Do you have a problem with short stories just jumping to the next short story? No. Yeah. I said just do that. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. No, I have to. I am a completionist. I have to listen well, to everything. You, you you should have seen it in Jeff Vandermeer's introduction that, like, as his writings go on, he got more and more esoteric. And that was one of the things that Jeff yeah. Vandermeer brought up where he's like, a lot of readers say that Thomas Ligotti, as he went on, his, his stories got more, like, opaque or whatever. Mm. He's like, well, I, I reject that. And I was like, no, yeah. They, <laughs> they uh, are right. Oh, yeah. No, I was ready. I was ready for it to be like, here's 60 pages about a, a shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're not if you're not down to, yeah, read a story about a, a noise and a shape that's underneath a, cl- a piece of cloth, <laughs> yeah. then Thomas Ligotti is not for you, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I also finished... Heat two of um, a kind of more lighter detective story called The Quaker, which I actually ended up really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm reading the Cormac McCarthy. Oh, you know what book came out that I thought you might be interested in? I, I am. Uh, the Wager. It's the new book by uh, David Grant, the guy who wrote Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite genres which is like arctic um expedition Mm -hmm. you know boat what happened to the crew type of you know true life stories it came out today okay yeah he did lost city of z right yep he did lost city of z and um killers of the flower moon i mean a great great author um it's underneath my 10 hour limit for using a credit. That's my one issue. I have, I have a problem. I mean, it's eight and a half hours. It's close, but I'll give it a shot. And I got the third book from the factory series. Mm. Just got delivered. Not working. Hey, look who's back. Our old friend. That's my notification. Cause I just, uh, ordered the wager to be returned in a week. <laughs> yeah, as soon as when, I get finished listening when to it. it's 18, <laughs> 1800s language, and you're like, This sounds like Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you finished Dredge, yes. What a fantastic! I think I was Okey like dokey. three hours. I think when we talked, I was like three hours from the finish, yeah. Um, I I really enjoy, I don't have a problem with, I don't know why I haven't gone back. I had, I hundred percented everything except I haven't caught all the fish Mm -hmm. and I love it. And I'm like, 
I don't know why I haven't gone back to catch all the fish. Yeah. You did though? Mm-hmm. Um, so I might still go do that, but yeah, the only reason I did, I think is because like I said, in the encyclopedia, it tells you where all the fish are, what conditions you need to have and what equipment you need to have to catch it. Yeah. Even if you haven't discovered it yet, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. It tells you where to go. Well, that's one good thing about the, the, the game is they really have made an effort to not put a stumbling block in front of the player. Mm-hmm. Like the, anytime I was like, oh crap, where am I? There's an island right there. There's a place to sleep. It really does not try to punish you mm-hmm. in that game. And I appreciate it. Um, I freaking love Dredge. And I think I texted you that final monster on the bad ending is scary. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's, it's super well-designed. Yeah. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And I want, I hope they really commit to this world because there's a there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot of I think opportunities in the exactly. game for DLC. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, man, I'd love to see them just hang out here for a little bit, mm-hmm. another cycle of development. Um, but I recommend it to our friend, and I. I think you would like. I think it's a pretty easy game to recommend. Mm-hmm. Like maybe looking in, you said when Julia was like, "Why are you playing this dumb game?" <laughs> maybe looking in, it doesn't seem great, mm-hmm. but it is a fun game to watch. Like, I think it's easy for people to um, engage with and not play. And then the playing of it is just a satisfying little loop. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it's perfectly sized. You know? Yeah. So you did the lighthouse and all that. Did you stumble upon the stuff like how much stuff did you finish the game, then look into and then go back and do? Like, did you figure out like the lighthouse on your own? Oh, you mean in the devil's spire or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did all that on my own. Yeah. See, I love stuff like that too. Yeah. Like it just has enough of didn't like unlock something super huge, but just a little extra for you to engage with. Mm -hmm. I think it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Um, anything else? What are we going to do next? I guess it's the only, Oh yeah. Bo was afraid, right? What What are your expectations for Bo is afraid? Um, I expect to not like it. I didn't like the trailer. I don't think it looks good, (laughs) but you saying that other people are saying it's a career killer has made me endlessly interested to see it. Okay. And I, I feel like I'm going to win either way because I'm either going to love it and it's going to be great or I'm going to watch something that's truly Truly terrible. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, which I also want to see, I guess, to an extent, although it is three hours long, right? So that's that's the other thing I was going to bring up. It is three hours long. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon apparently is close to four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew that. That's going to be streaming, or is that in the theater? It's going theater and then streaming. Mm. Like, I think just distributors are realizing are you okay do you need to pop I've got something in my eye pop I don't your know eye what out it is and uh put in a glass of water 
Um, also, how to blow up a pipeline. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know if they just didn't update their schedule, but it, it, apparently it's coming to AMC here. Mm-hmm. It's on Friday. It's on Thursday nights, but it's not on Saturday. Mm. I'm like, is it playing for 24 hours? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're doing like a unique 24-hour showing yeah. and then um, bounce out of here. But, uh, but, yeah, okay, so we'll do a little movie episode next mm-hmm. next time. Um, yeah, because uh, you only have one movie in you, right? Like, I'm definitely going to watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline this weekend. Oh, yeah. I won't be able to go to more than one in the theater. I feel like you should buy a ticket and not go. Just just support. <laughs> how to Blowing blow up, up pipelines? Yeah. Blow, blow up pipelines. Sure. Uh, before we end, I had one stray thought. We watched um, the Mario movie, which Jack Black is in. Mm-hmm. He's Bowser. Jack Black. Talk about blowing up a pipeline. Right? Mm-hmm. Jack Black has is interesting because like the girls love him. He's been in School of Rock. He was in the Mario. He's been in a bunch of different things. I think they've just seen him being silly and singing and go- being goofy and all that. And he's become like a child Children's, like yeah. icon almost, mm-hmm. right? But he then also has songs that are called like cock push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's this weird. I'm, I was trying to think if there's, I mean, there's always been stuff like that. I feel like in, in popular culture, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more of a, like, like it's more of a, like, yeah. Did you hear about the video blippy made where he got pooped on pooped by somebody? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not you hear about Jack Black. It's like or? a dark web thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas Jack Black just has these two like diametrically opposed career arcs almost. Well, isn't it the same with Adam Sandler? I guess, but Jack Black still makes music with Tenacious D, right? Yeah, but I mean, do you remember Adam Sandler's comic right but he doesn't well i guess he did just do like some stand-up he recently some right stand-up, yeah. i guess i didn't i don't know what was in there but he's also it's pretty good is it mm-hmm. he's not really a kid star though adam sandler he's just kind of a goofy goober <laughs> in crazy nights i mean yeah the kids classic i guess that just feels yeah. different though because kids are not like adam i love adam sandler you know what i mean jack black is like a figure but it also, I think it speaks to the idea that, like, there, I was thinking about, like, stuff to show indie. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, things that I've enjoyed in the last, like, 10, 15 years, none of it is, like, there's no modulation now that cable isn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no modulation on content. It's, like, everything is, you know, Stranger Things is as kid-friendly as you can get. And it's not kid-friendly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like kids or our culture has just moved beyond this kind of like moralizing language and like 
comedy and like again same thing with like youtube like i can't find somebody talking about any benign subject if i want to watch somebody do a playthrough if i want to watch somebody talk about video game news i'm going to hear the f word mm -hmm. so many times mm -hmm. and it's like because we do not police that content mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i just wonder if like it's it's less of a dissonance for our kids yeah like they, they've grown up being like yeah that that's not a big deal like i remember he, I, I showed the sandlot tindy when he was sick and i remember all the times in the sandlot where kids said shit mm -hmm. i remember being a kid being like oh <laughs> and now and he's like oh, whatever yeah so you just need to get with the times man i guess so tenacious d is for kids Maybe T Tenacious D is Kids Rock. It's the new. <laughs> it's the new Kids, kids Bop. Kids Bop. <laughs> trying to think right. of all the other stuff that they have. They have some really. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Someone grows up. Like, someone turns like, or not even grows up, but someone's like, "Oh man, Jack Jack Black has a band. Let me go check out Tenacious D." <laughs> and then they go listen to the first album, and it's like cock push-ups that's one of the you know, lighter ones yeah exactly like filthy mm -hmm. it's just as strange all right yeah go with the times old man and god bless the united states bye 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 i love you i, I love being your tile coach <laughs> bye 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 bye